It's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Andrew Duncan here, aka Agent Monday. And you're listening to the Agent Monday podcast. We are here to help you grow your real estate business. More than that, help you thrive, help you enjoy your day, help you enjoy your week, help you avoid burnout, create more time for yourself, and have a thriving business at the same time. Let's get stuck in. Today, we're going to talk about one of the key kind of mindset shifts that you want to make in real estate to be successful, which is to be proactive, not reactive. And I'll jump into that in one second. But before I do, I just want to draw your attention to the latest post that we put up last week, which is about kickstarting your prospecting action plan. What I've written up here is a two-week prospecting plan to kickstart your marketing so that you have a big end to your year. We're in August right now, but we know in real estate that any work that you do takes a bit of time to pay off. So if you want to have listings in September, October, November, you need to put the hard work in right now. Don't wait till September and suddenly think, gosh, I want to make some sales before Christmas because quite often it'll be too late. So you need to put in the work now. This acting plan gives you all the steps you've got to take. It's all broken down for you, complete with scripts, strategies, everything you're going to need. So, hey, look, go and check that out, guys. It's the, uh, if you look up on our website, it's one of the latest posts at the top of the list on the homepage, or you can search kickstart your prospecting action plan. Awesome. Good luck. Right. Now let's get into being proactive, not reactive. Here's the thing. If you walk into your office without a plan for your day, you will end up part of someone else's plan. And if you've been in real estate for a while, you know what I mean, right? People start talking to you. People start pulling you off. You get a phone call from a buyer. You know, you just end up just reacting to everything throughout your day. And if you want to thrive and build a really consistent listing producing business, it's very hard to do that if you're just part of someone else's plan. Personally, I find reactive days challenging. You can't plan anything. You get pulled from pillar to post, running around after other people. And at the end of the day, all the important but not urgent tasks you wanted to accomplish have fallen by the wayside, i.e. taking that walk, phoning that old friend, eating a healthy lunch, writing that thank you card. Not a chance. You go home tired, but not feeling any closer to success, feeling like the day was just a blur. If you zoom out for a moment and think about what being in reactive mode does to one day, imagine what it does to your business long term. It's so easy for those reactive days to just stack upon each other and suddenly a month, two months, three months can go past and you've been busy but you haven't been productive. A reactive real estate business lacks intention and that leads to inconsistent sales, if any, Irregular income patterns, i.e. the real estate roller coaster, and often more challenging clients. How does this happen exactly? When you're reactive, your time focus is dictated by your clients. As an example, someone phones you up wanting to view that house you've had on the market for 90 days. You're desperate for a sale before you lose the listing, and you haven't planned anything else in your diary for that day, so you jump in your car and drive across town to meet the buyer, 
only to discover they're a grizzly investor looking for a bargain and they want to offer 300k below the asking price. Again, if you've been in real estate for a hot minute, you would have experienced this. You'll know what I mean. Now that's two hours of your day wasted because you didn't have a plan. It's more if you end up writing up the offer and presenting it. Plus, you feel crappy on top of it all knowing that you wasted your time. Your hopes of a sale are crushed and you spend the rest of the day probably licking your wounds, trying to make yourself feel better. But later that day, your colleague asks for help with an appraisal. They offer to share the listing if you get it. So you agree to help. Turns out it's a monolithic clad home on top of a windy hill with no code compliance certificate. Your colleague has no idea where to price it and neither do you. But you spend the next two plus hours talking it through, trying to find comparable sales, because again, you haven't planned anything more important to do. The time allocated to a task grows to fill the space that you have for that task. And you've heard variations of this sort of comment before, but it's so true. If you have two hours to complete a task, it'll take you one hour and 55 minutes, maybe two hours and 10 minutes if you're like me and leave things till the last minute. So now in total with this appraisal from a colleague and with this buyer across town or even just with the appraisal itself, that's three hours probably wasted in your day plus another three to five hours that you'll spend another day preparing for and completing that listing presentation and potentially a hundred plus hours wasted if you end up taking on this incredibly hard to sell listing and keeping it on your books for the next three months running open homes that no one comes to. Does any of this sound familiar? If you walk into your office without a plan, you will end up part of someone else's plan. And in real estate, there are a lot of people who are happy to waste your time. Truth be told, it's not that they intend to waste your time. They actually think they are doing you a favor, coming to view your listing or inviting you along to an appraisal. But we have to see these situations for what they are. They're time caverns, (laughs) places where time gets lost with little chance of turning into commission-generating business. It's a time suck. So, now that you're listening to this podcast, you're ready to make a change, it's time to flip the script and be proactive rather than reactive. On that note, I've got three words to help you rule your day. Dollar productive activity. From now on, you're all about that DPA. That dollar productive activity. This is your north star. This is your guiding light. From now on, you will take proactive steps to ensure that most of your day is spent on income generating activity that will help you build a thriving real estate business. So what does this look like in practice? You know us. Of course we're going to give you the actual action steps, right? We don't just talk fluff and then not give you anything to go on. We actually give you the specific steps you need to take. You know that's what we're all about. So let's rip into it. Step one is to build a list of dollar productive activities. This is like your menu of options for each day in the office. No one wants to live the same day every day. Right? We're in this job because we love variety, for sure. So we're going to have the, treat this like a menu of options that any particular day you can jump in, look at this list, and decide what you're going to take on. Pick a few tasks each morning from this list to complete with the highest priority and urgency. Here are some ideas. Send a newsletter to your database with an Agent Monday feature article. If you don't know what I mean by that, go to agentmonday.com. We've got well over a hundred 
pre-written articles that educate your buyers and sellers and position you as the expert and you can use these in your newsletter you can use these in your posted or email newsletter your direct marketing campaigns you can use it as a podcast you can record it as a video whatever you like treat it like your own so send and use it to your database with an Agent Monday feature article. You should be doing this weekly if you're trying to grow your business. If you want regular income, you need to communicate regularly and, and establish your position as the go-to real estate expert. So that's option one. Another option is to connect with your list of past appraisals, potential vendors. It might be a phone call. You might be emailing them an updated CMA, a, a current market analysis, so which is basically like a a list of recent sales that might be comparable to their property or you might be texting them about a recent sale near their home be creative carry this list of past appraisals and future potential vendors with you everywhere and you can have a goal like calling five a day or ten a day or whatever is realistic for you connect with your a buyers strictly the clients with finance approved who have shown they are ready to offer when the right home comes up or buyers who have an existing home to sell you could connect with your key referrers who is your favorite property manager your favorite solicitor builder painter mortgage advisor take them out for a coffee take them out for lunch build that referral relationship these people are talking to new potential sellers every single week have a one-on-one -on -one with your manager if you're stuck with a tricky listing need some motivation ask for help your manager may well have the answer have a review meeting with one of your vendors the quickest way to make your listings more saleable is to spend time face to face with your owners ask them this key question mr and mrs owner if we were sitting here today with an unconditional offer what would you accept and just pause and let them answer visit foreign listings properties that are on the market with another agent it's a tough market other agents are getting bored or lazy and those owners still want to sell no one goes on the market for fun as my manager used to say sometimes it's the second mouse that gets the cheese another option you could run a direct mail campaign using an agent monday article try one like tips for upsizing your home which is one of our feature articles which you can access as an agent monday subscriber and we've got guides on how to run a direct mail campaign using Agent Monday on the site. Just go to the site, search direct mail. So those are just a short list of dollar productive activities. You might add your own options to it as well. But the key thing with dollar productive activities is it's directly bringing in, it's, it's activity which is potentially directly bringing in sellable listings into your business. Or high leverage ways of contacting people in your area to establish the fact that you're an expert in real estate okay so you can come in in the morning you can pick a few tasks and i would really suggest you actually like time box them like if you're going to con connect with your key referrers or if you're going to connect with your list of past appraisals and make 10 phone calls block it out in your diary don't just say I'm going to do that and then leave it blank and then something else comes and fills that space. Block it out in your diary. That is an appointment that you've made with yourself for the benefit of you and your business, right? So even if it's a task that you're controlling, it's not meeting someone outside the day, make carve out time for it in your diary. 
in the same way you should carve out time for a walk with a friend or just taking your team out for lunch anything that's you know gym time this stuff should be blocked out in your diary okay on that note step two of being proactive rather than reactive is to plan your day before you walk into the office if you want to be proactive you need to have a plan my favorite approach is to use what's called a one three five to-do list it's made up of one key task that you want to get done that day three important tasks you would like to get done if possible and five bonus tasks you will take on if you have time here's an example list let's say i walk into my real estate office my one key task is i need to send an email to my database with a benefits of selling article and i've got a link to that in the in the guide that goes with this podcast you might have three important tasks they could be book review meetings with owners of 28 main road and 34 smith street phone three past appraisals and send two updated cmas and visit three foreign listings so those are your three important tasks which you'll tackle once you get the first key task done then you've got five bonus tasks which you can take on if you have time that would be book a coffee with your favorite mortgage advisor set up a weekly one-on-one with your office manager book a night out with your partner your spouse one of your kids or a friend phone five a buyers read an agent monday advice guide learn how to get better we've got a a bigger guide on conquering your to-do list with this 135 rule which you can uh look more into if you're keen to learn more about this that is in the uh guide that goes with this podcast and i'll link to that in the show notes your daily 135 list is strictly for dollar productive activity or important personal actions like taking your wife out for lunch going to the gym or calling a friend the benefit of a list like this is that it leaves room for all the other stuff that real estate throws your way it's impossible to plan a day too far down to the hour or to be too specific because real estate simply doesn't work like that like i said earlier you need to carve out time for certain tasks but you do need to leave some some buffer and some space because things come up you will have to be reactive in some spots don't get me wrong what's important is being able to go home at the end of the day knowing you ticked off some of that dollar productive activity so what we're really searching for is kind of a 50 50 60 40 70 30 split right where for the majority of the day you're being proactive and for the for a smaller amount of time you're being reactive dealing with the stuff that comes in your way the email from someone saying they want to make an offer or you know the appraisal request that pops up obviously that's awesome and you and and you want to action those things straight away but it's also critical to carve out time to be proactive and to implement some of those dollar productive activities okay with that being said maybe first before i jump into this next bit i'm just going to refresh you on that list of dollar productive activities sending a newsletter to your database with an agent monday article connecting with your past appraisals future potential vendors people you know are going to sell connecting with a buyers connecting with key referrers having one-on-ones with your support team your manager having review meetings with your vendors those are critical and visiting foreign listings or running a direct mail campaign so it's direct marketing prospecting activities 
or activities which are going to help make your current listings more saleable. Those are the absolute key core activities for any thriving real estate business. That being said, I'm going to give you some examples of non-dollar productive activity. Some jobs feel like they're important real estate work, but they aren't actually dollar productive. We like to tell ourselves that these tasks are important and that we're doing real estate when we're doing these things, but let's not kid ourselves. Avoid these tasks as much as humanly possible. Redesigning your business card. (laughs) Working on your email templates. Ordering a new laptop. Talking about the current market with your colleagues. Bitching about a tricky buyer with your colleagues. Looking at new listings on property portals. Reading real estate magazines. Tidying up your database. Looking at social media. Posting on social media. Waste of time. Getting your hair done. Shopping for new clothes because you want to look good. Following up low priority buyers. Tidying up your website. Can you think of anyone in your office that spends pretty much their whole day doing things from that list and calling it real estate work? I know certainly in my experience, I can think of lots of people who treat real estate that way. Some of those things can easily feel like work if you tell yourself they are. I'm researching the market. But is it dollar productive activity? Is that going to bring listings into your business? Is looking at new listings on TradeMe going to help you help you grow your income? If you're not careful, you can quickly fill your day with activities from the list above. You might feel like you are working, but I can guarantee if you spend most of your time on that list of tasks I've just talked through, you won't like the look of your income statement at the end of the year. Stick to dollar productive activities instead. You could have two questions above your computer sitting on your wall so you see them every day. Is this dollar productive activity? Am I being proactive or am I being reactive? It's just that constant reminder to be intentional with your time. We had a quote in our office that I shared with my team when I was actively selling. And it's a bit crass, but I it just summed things up perfectly. Uh, which is simply... <laughs> We're not here to fuck spiders. (laughs) It's a famous Aussie saying. I really love it. It just sums things up perfectly. We're not here to muck around, right? You're you're taking this time away from your family, from your loved ones, to be in this office. Make it count, right? Step three to implementing all this is to start using a weekly activity checklist. Create a one-page weekly checklist which outlines your key business building activities for the week. Kind of like a one, three, five list, but it's the things that you want to achieve each and every week. Keep it with you wherever you go. It should include uh, a reference to your bigger marketing goals for the year, like getting your car sign written or setting up a website, uh, along with like kind of like your income goals and overall listing goals, along with space to add the steps required to make those goals happen. In the guide that goes with this podcast, I've actually given you a link to my old personal 
checklist and so you can see exactly what i'm talking about but essentially it's to get if you're only listening to this version and you don't access the guide what i'm talking about is a one-page list where you would kind of define your ideal activity your ideal proactive activity for the week which might be uh i'm going to you know do uh two vendor review meetings in person i'm going to refer someone to one of my favorite advisors uh lawyers uh, property managers mortgage advisors whatever it might be i'm going to uh generate three appraisals i'm going to make x number of connection calls or database calls or prospecting calls uh whatever items you have it could be sending an email newsletter uh, it could be adding people to your email newsletter things from that list that we've discussed earlier that you want to make sure you get done every week right so check that out build your own weekly list and keep it with you as a frame of reference to remind you to be proactive not reactive understanding that real estate is a tricky business and that you do get pulled from pillar to post right so it's not about being perfect if you don't get everything on the list done one week don't give up on the list if you get everything on the list done 50 percent of the time 80 percent of the time that's awesome i do understand that real estate is a gig where you know perfection is the enemy of progress but just by measuring your output you will naturally improve by measuring what happens, you will naturally improve the outcome. Okay, one last note on buyers. Of the all-time time sucks out there, the two referenced in this guide right at the start are the biggest. Particularly... Low priority buyers, you know, we mentioned that investor who wants you to drive all the way across town to see some property you've had on the market for 90 days and they want to give you a really shitty offer on it because they're just looking for for an absolute deal. Low priority buyers and hard to sell listings. The colleague who wants to share the listing with you, but it's a monolithic clad, non-consented home that's probably going to stick on the market for six months and you'll probably waste hours of your time on this thing. Even in a market that's tough, You need to qualify your buyers or you'll spend hours chasing deals that are never going to happen. Now, I'm a fan of writing up any and all offers because it's good activity. It's good to give your vendors feedback. So don't get me wrong. I'm all for writing up as many offers as you can at whatever price they are. And and also, you know, we're not going to discriminate against anyone. So if someone wants to view your listing, let them go through it. Just take them through it. Do your job. But be careful with your time. Make sure those viewings fit into your schedule after you have completed your dollar productive activities. Don't drop everything to service C buyers. So you're walking on a Monday morning. That investor calls you at quarter past nine. Hey, I want to see this house that you've got for sale. If you don't have everything planned, like a lot of agents I know, you'd be like, okay, cool, sweet. I'll, I'll meet you over there. No, what you should be doing is, cool, I really appreciate you wanting to see it. What attracted you to that one? Tell me about what you're looking for. How many properties have you looked at already? Are you in a position to buy now? I.e., if you found the right home today, would you buy it? Get an understanding of what sort of buyer they are. If they've got a house to sell and they've 
offered on five other properties already and missed out. Last one was this past weekend and this looks like the right house for them. Drop everything, sure, go and see them. If they're an investor who's been looking for three years and they haven't found the right place yet and they're actually just looking for a steal, um, then the response would be, hey, cool, I really appreciate that you want to see that. I've got a gap tomorrow at 2 p.m. or on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Which one of those suits you best? That buyer needs to fit around your schedule. Your dollar productive activity has to come first. Otherwise, you jump on it and go straight away. That two hours of your morning on a Monday is gone. You don't get your email newsletter out. You know, you don't phone your potential vendors that might be coming on the market next month. And suddenly that you're on the back foot, right? All that connection and prospecting work hasn't happened. You've just wasted your time with the C buyer. So before you jump in the car and go and meet someone at a property, ask those key questions. And I learned these originally from the incomparable David Knox, who you can look up on YouTube. He's an incredible real estate trainer out of the US. I used to have his like cassette tapes in my car, like, and I'd listen to them every day driving to every appointment that I had. But he had three key questions that you'd ask any buyer to understand where they're at. And they are, how soon do you need to move? How many properties have you looked at already? Are you in a position to buy now? So how soon do you need to move? Let's you know how motivated they are. How many properties have you looked at already? Let you know how fussy they are. Are you in a position to buy now? Tells you if they're actually a key buyer. Because people can come and look at houses but not be in any sort of position to buy, right? And do you want to spend most of your days servicing those kind of buyers? Not really. So, so many agents just pick up the phone. Someone wants to view a house, go and do it, right? We're a service industry. We like to, to do what people want. But I'm going to suggest to you that it would be very, very smart for you to be a little bit more careful about how you spend your time. I'm not saying don't service those people. Take them through your properties if they want to go see them. But just make sure it's on your terms and make sure you know that if you are deciding to be reactive, that you're doing it for a reason, that they're a highly motivated buyer with a home to sell ready to offer right now, right? So that's it covered. I guess the... I've, I've talked through a lot of particular sort of steps and yeah, strategies and things, but probably the key two things I want you to take away from this podcast. If you walk into your office without a plan, you'll end up part of someone else's plan. And the other thing is to always be asking yourself, am I being proactive or reactive? Is what I'm doing dollar productive activity? Is this dollar productive activity? Cool. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions, hit me up, andrew at agentmonday.co.nz. It'd be great to hear from you. But thanks so much for listening to the Agent Monday podcast. If you're not already a member, go and check out agentmonday.com. You get access to a whole lot of guides to help you grow your business. And as I say, over 100 pre-written articles of educational content for your buyers and sellers that positions you as the local real estate expert and will help you grow your business have an epic day everyone take care i'll be back again soon 
Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.